0: Good afternoon. This is Sam Brooks and welcome to the show. Today I have the opportunity to talk to a longtime coach in the area the region and especially in Cookville, David Little. David, welcome to the show.
1: Well thanks, Sam, for having me on tonight. Uh, looking forward to having a good discussion with you tonight.
0: Oh it's it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. And and cool thing about this show, we always tend to learn things about the, the folks that we have on that we didn't know. And, uh, we talked about that a little bit earlier. Uh, I've known you for a long time. Our our paths crossed, uh, uh, probably really early in my, uh, athletic career at Cookville high school. And, you know, quick, quick story there. Uh, you were a teacher at Cookville high school at that time. And, and, uh, it was only 10, 11 and 12th grade. and, And one of the first classes I went into was your class. And, uh, I kind of found out uh, real quickly that uh, I needed to behave and stay in line, and and uh, you made sure of that very quickly.
1: Well, uh, back in the day, uh, one of the things that you had to make sure, if you were an educator, you had to be a disciplinarian. I'm from the old school, and and that's kind of how how I grew up. Uh, uh, when I was going through school, uh, I had strict teachers, I had strict coaches, very disciplined. Uh, very uh, fundamental orientated. And that's sort of what I've practiced and copied myself after. Uh, did that for a long time. Came down to Tennessee Tech uh 1963. Decided to come here to uh, play baseball. I was on a baseball scholarship. Uh, had 20-something offers, uh, college offers out of high school. Wow. and Also had a... Uh, offered to play with the uh, New York Mets their first year in operation. And I wanted to go to college uh, and see what I could do. Uh, My dream was to be like my dad. He worked in a factory up in Detroit. And after seeing working part-time in the summertime uh, in high school, I saw that that wasn't for me. And I thought, well, I'll try to be a teacher if I can, because my, that's what my mother was. Came down to Tech because uh, I had an opportunity to play as a freshman. Uh, back in the 60s, uh, if you went to a major college, freshman couldn't play. So I went to a smaller school so I could have that opportunity. Fortunately enough, at the end of my senior year, uh, I I was chosen uh, by the Washington Senators, and I did fulfill my dream to play some professional baseball.
0: So that, that's interesting. You you pretty much are a transplant to this area, came from the North. I'm, I'm interested, what is it like to live and grow up in Detroit?
1: Well, uh, growing up in Detroit, uh, I, I grew up there in the uh, early 50s and 60s. Uh, it was... Uh, a real experience my uh we lived in what you would call I guess the ghetto we lived right downtown Detroit I went to school uh at uh, the elementary level there and then in the middle school level I had to be bused to school the situation there was different uh there was uh, no integration it was segregated uh we had we had a lot of uh, problems. Uh, the school that I was uh, sent to, uh, in a lot of my classes, I was the only white child in the school mm-hmm. in the, in the classes. So I got to learn firsthand what it was like to be different. Right. Okay. And that's why I think that as we have experienced in our society, things have come together closer, and I hope they they get to be that way even more. But uh, that said, during my ninth grade year, my parents moved out farther into the city, and I went to a, a high school there that was uh, it's pretty well known as a athletic factory. Uh, the only thing that we c- couldn't stay uh, stay up with people were was in track. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a very good track team. But uh, I got cut my sophomore year uh, from the baseball team, so I went out for football, played football for two years, went back out my junior year in high school, finally made the team, uh, started as a shortstop, uh, made all-city, all-state, as a junior, did the same thing as a senior, and then had several offers. Uh, probably the best offer I had was uh, at Western Michigan University. They had just won the uh, national championship uh, that the year before I graduated, and uh, I would have liked to have gone there, but I couldn't. Pl- I couldn't play because in my freshman year, and right. I was the type. I've, I'm a real competitor, and I wanted to play, so. I came to Tennessee Tech. I had relatives. My mother's from Calf Killer. Okay. And matter of fact, she was the teacher principal at Calfkiller School in Caffkiller com- Community, and she she graduated from uh, Monterey High School.
0: This is Sam Brooks, and this is local matter sports. We're talking to David Little. David, you touched on something there. I wanna I wanna kind of go deeper into. Uh, you went out for baseball, which was your main sport. That's correct. Your sophomore year and you weren't successful at getting on the team. There's a lot of other folks, uh, to name one that I know pops in my head very quickly, Michael Jordan. Same thing happened to him. He went out for his high school team in the 10th grade and I can't imagine him not making it, but he didn't. What does that supply you with when that when when you run into a situation where you want something so bad and you don't get it?
1: It made me uh made me work harder. Uh I spent that my sophomore year Lifting weights, running, throwing, doing everything I could to prove the coach wrong. Uh, I told him I was going to prove him wrong. But the team that uh, I can understand also, uh, looking back at it now, if you look at the the players that was on that team that I didn't make, uh, most of them went on to play pro college or pro baseball. Yeah, and you were just a sophomore. And I was just a sophomore. Uh, went out for football, like I said. Played football uh, during the summertime. I played on three different uh, teams, uh, recreational teams. I played uh, Monday through Saturday, uh, one game and double headers on Sunday. Wow! Uh, I worked uh, at the factory where my dad worked. He'd pick my mom would pick us up. We'd change clothes in the back of the car and drive to the ballpark in the afternoons after after work. And that was my life from my the middle of my sophomore year all the way through high school.
0: What did you learn from working in the factory in Detroit that you carried with you your life?
1: That blue collar style of uh, of life, Uh, you know, every day. Is a different day, and every day you got to to realize that uh, uh, there's other people around that have a whole lot more problems than you do, and uh, you have to work as a team. You know, uh, working in a factory is just like being a, on a, a athletic team. Everybody has a job to do in order for that product to be made. Okay, whatever it, whatever it might be. Same thing in baseball. Everybody has their place. Today
0: we're talking to David Little, entrepreneur, coach, football coach, basketball coach, just about everything. Um, let's continue on with that. You you leave Detroit. You come down to Tennessee Tech. You jump into college baseball. What was the difference between high school and college?
1: Well, when I got here, uh, the competition, it was it different uh, because the people that uh, were here – Came from all over the country, so you know I wasn't the star. I was just a little fish in a in a big pond, and <laughs> and you have to you have to learn the ropes, play the game. Uh, you know, that first year I carried the equipment and things of that nature. That was uh, the rookie job, okay. But I worked my butt off, and I ended up being uh, what they called a late inning starter. Uh, we had a guy in right field that could hit the ball out of the ballpark every time he got up, but he couldn't field. So I ended up from the fifth, the last time he batted close to the end of the game. Then I played the rest of the game for for him in in right field. And then my second year, I played second base. And then my junior year, we got a new coach. The new coach brought in a a shortstop and a, and a second. A, middle infield right. moved me to center field I made all OVC center fielder that year wow. and, and then the next year he brought in a center fielder and moved me to right field <laughs> and my senior year for I guess about 20 years I had the record for the most uh, uh assist from the outfield at Tech.
0: Well coach you know the transition from high school to uh college is is tough within itself. Yeah, it it had to be really tough going from college to professional baseball.
1: Yeah, college to professional baseball was one of the most unbelievable experiences I've had in my life. Uh went to uh Lake Wales, Florida with the uh Washington Senators uh spring training. And they'd have these 55-gallon drums of baseballs and they would hit hit fungos to you and you had to take a thousand balls every day and <laughs> Then once you got finished with that part, then you ended up having to do, uh, because I was a middle infielder, we had had to do pivots at second base, and you had to do a 55-gallon drum of baseballs each way. In other words, you as the person feeding the ball and then you as the person doing the pivot with the second baseman. So uh, you got lots and lots and lots of practice of doing anything that you can do. Then when they went to hitting, and it was sort of like what we did when I – if you saw a, a practice that I did when I coached baseball, it was pretty much a carbon copy of what we did when I played pro baseball. And, you know, most time when you do when you do uh, uh, batting practice, they go up there and the star gets 20 and everybody else gets five swings, and that's about it. Well, we didn't do it that way. We did it by time. We made sure that we had pitchers throwing batting practice so there would be strikes, and I would stand behind the screen just like the coaches did when I was down in spring training, and they would, they would say, uh, hit and run. Well, you had to hit behind the runner, and if you didn't, you got fined 25 bucks.
0: <laughs> Today we're talking to Dave Little, baseball coach, for an extended amount of time in, in the Coopville area, and we'll be right back. We're back with David Little, baseball, football, basketball coach, and now leader of the Upper Cumberland Reporter, and we're going to get to that here in a second. But as we talked a little bit earlier about your pro days and getting started in there, I'm starting to see the formation of the David Little coaching mentality. You know, a thousand fungal balls a day, what you learned in pro ball, I know, and especially the running I know that you brought back to you, and and when you started coaching baseball, uh, you built your the way you did things, the David Little way. You built that from your experience. I can tell that. So we're going to dive into that. Um, you were an educator, as you said, very good in the classroom, and that's something that I want to point out um, because a lot of times uh, coaches can get a bad rap for uh, not being a great teacher in the classroom, and I'm one who believes – if you can be a good coach, you can be a great teacher in the classroom. So let's go there. Tell us about okay. your educa- educator days.
1: All right. Uh, I started out in 1967 as a health and physical education teacher at Capshaw. Uh, went from there to uh, Coville Junior High. I was a eighth grade earth science teacher and then went to Coval High School as a biology teacher. Ended up in, in health. Then uh, went on to be an assistant principal and athletic director and a principal and things of that nature. But I always prided myself after uh, Billy Martin because of his style of of play and the way he managed. And I wanted to be like him. Well, when you're when you're like uh, a a fiery individual like him. Uh, you have, you have to be real careful, especially around high school-age kids. You have to watch your language, you have to, you know, things of that nature. But you have to know how to push the buttons right. And you're more of a psychologist than anything else because I could look at, say, Sam Brooks – and give them a, a, a bad look, and I could get just as much out of you doing that as I might have to take another kid back behind the barn and and tell them the facts of life. So everybody has different personalities, so you ha- that's one thing that as a coach, to be successful, you have to have that. Number two, you gotta have talent, okay? I was fortunate enough, I had lots of talent. Then you have to, to make every single play no matter what it is, how easy or simple it is, make it routine for a game. And you practice hard because you're gonna play like you practice. And what I tried to instill into the kids was that the games are fun. That's where you have your fun. You work hard and then have your fun. And I and I tried to do that. But you know, we won a lot of ball games. We won a lot of championships but I'm more proud of what has become of the players that I t- touched through through the years that I coached. I've uh, We had 60-plus that got scholarships to play baseball, had others that went on because of baseball but didn't play in college, but went on and got their degrees, had four managers that got full scholarships, and now we have if you looked at my family tree of coaches and and people that have contributed positively to positively to the communities that they live in, it's unbelievable.
0: It is unbelievable. And, you know, one I'm still coaching at couple High School right now in Butch Chaffin i was that's your right. protege and actually coach with you. But I want to, I wanna go back to the classroom because I think, you know, that's where you guys made a huge impression on me because that's pretty much what convinced me that I wanted to be a coach and a teacher. First the coach. You know, I thought I wanted a coach. But then you see David Little and Jake Libby, Virtus Duff, Bill Rasman teaching. Mm-hmm. And and you guys taught. You know, you learned things in your biology class which was one of my favorite classes. And I learned biology. Mm-hmm. And so I was very lucky in the fact that I got to learn from some good folks that yeah, they were great coaches but they also cared about the classroom.
1: Sam, Sam you, 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 as a person, you can't fool kids. So if, if you're going to be a coach and a teacher, okay, I was hired to be a teacher first, a coach second, okay? So I knew if I was going to continue being a teacher, I had to try just as hard to be a teacher as I was as a coach. And I couldn't fool the kids because if you don't know the subject matter, they know it, and they're going to play fool the teacher. So I had to study every night. Right. After, after 10 years or five years, you know, you, you sort of get the hang of it. Right. And and you should know I gave you all my notes. Oh, yeah. Uh, when I left the teacher. Very appreciated, uh, the, by the way. <laughs> the classroom. When you took my place as a biology teacher.
0: Yeah. And that that was interesting and uh, just something that uh, was really important to me at that juncture. And and then I still talk to your players, uh, Patrick Story, Marty Taze. I mean, I could go down the list. And, you know, when we get together and talk, it's funny. I played football. You tried for years to get me to come out and play baseball. And it was just, you know, how high school athletics are is just a a lot to do. But it's funny, you know. We, like Patrick and I, Patrick Sore and I played on the same football team, but I know it's baseball stories. You know, I almost feel like I was out there playing with you guys because I, I heard about it so much. And, and, you know, instilling that, really, that fun about being involved in, in baseball and playing for you, to me, is just, is just something. And I, I mentioned to you my mentors. You know, you, you guys are my mentors. I have several more uh, that, that I could mention. So... Growing up and getting to that point, who were your mentors? Well,
1: number one was my father uh he was the biggest influence I had in my life to uh turn me around and make me the athlete and person that i that I uh, hope that I am yeah uh he sat me down after I didn't make the team as a sophomore yeah. I'll never forever in my whole life forget this. He sat me down. And he said, David, you can be, there's two ways you can go. You can be a bum or you can be an athlete. And he said, I'm not going to have bums in my, in my household. He gave me a list. He said, now this is what you got to do. And if you do this, everything will work out. That's what I did. I worked my butt off and hard because that was my way out.
0: Today, we're talking to David Little entrepreneur and now business owner of Upper dot com. Let's jump into Upper Cumberland Reporter. You're you know, you were a high school principal, you know, you you you're an educator for many, many years, a coach for many years. How in the world did you get involved with Upper Cumberland Reporter?
1: Well you I think you know me well enough that I just can't sit around I <laughs> I, reti- do. I retired several years ago and and <clears throat> every time I retired I started back to work again. And my my daughter, Karen, you know, she, she and Lance uh, got together with me one evening, and uh, she's in this business. She's right. in the television business in Charlotte, North Carolina. And so we decided that we were going to do something, but we didn't know really what we wanted to do. We took a year of doing surveys and talking to people, and the thing that kept coming back to us was two things. People wanted pictures of their kids, their grandkids, and they wanted some positive stuff, okay? So we tried to put all of that together, and we started out four, and a half, four years ago in November. And uh, now we have uh, built up from covering just Cookville and uh, the local Putnam County stuff. We're now in 10 counties. We have a, a following of over 13,000. Uh, we also have... a Facebook page, a Twitter page, and an Instagram page, as well as our website, we get over sixty thousand. About seven, I think we're averaging around seventy-two thousand impressions uh, a month on the website, and, and our uh, uh, social media contacts is about forty-two thousand a week. And, and I think uh, I know the
0: answer, but why? Why not start a a newspaper there's one newspaper in in the area sam, and we're not no in, regional so why not maybe something like that
1: sam we're not in the in the newspaper business where uh I, I didn't want to go into competition with something that's been here for a hundred gotcha. years gotcha uh you know a lot of people think that we're in a newspaper but we're not in the mu- newspaper we don't make printed copies of anything everything's digital online and do we do news stories yes we do news stories uh, we've We've done a, and we've done a lot of work for television stations uh, on the Cummings Falls uh, episode. We had thirty-five television stations across the nation that used our videos. Mm-hmm. So, we're we're not trying to be a newspaper, but when you get feedback from your followers of what they want, that's what we try to do. We're coming out with a brand new page. Uh, uh, probably will start the 1st of February. It's called Explore the Upper Cumberland, and it's going to be a combination of uh, what type of activities take place in Upper Cumberland because we don't want our residents in Upper Cumberland to travel to Nashville, Chattanooga, Knoxville, the Smokies. When they got they got a gold mine right here in, right. Upper, in the Upper Cumberland of all kinds of activities, uh, museums, uh, historic sites, that they uh, hiking trails, canoeing, you name it. They got right. it. We're going to be highlighting all of that and try to make uh, uh, it where. The people in the Upper Cumberland want to travel to the different counties in the Upper Cumberland on a day trip instead of going and spending the night and and enjoying what they have right in their backyard.
0: Yeah, and the, and the question on the digital was, was pretty pointed. I think today's young people that are growing up, you know, they're more apt to pick up a cell phone or a device and get online than they are to buy paper. And, you know— Papers are are noticing that trend, too, and they also ha- sometimes have a digital site or a website that you can get, th- get their stuff on. Right. So that, it, I think it's just a transition and really something that uh, a lot of people are going to. Yes. And Coach Little, I'll tell you what. Thank you so much for taking the time to come over here today and spend a little bit of time li- with us and educating us a little bit more on who David Little well, is.
1: I want to thank you, and I want to I say one thing. Watching you grow up and be an <laughs> athlete is like – seeing me at your age doing the same thing what a compliment and that's, how, and that's how you got successful sam i'm i and i'm serious
0: well i appreciate that coach i really do it means a lot have a great day and thanks for joining
1: thank you